Learn how to manage your energy and grow your capacity in 10 minutes a day. If you've ever heard me talk about energetic time management, it's the core skill that I teach all my clients. I created this over 10 years ago when I was in the middle of recovering from stage four cancer. I had to figure out how to work, how to parent and take care of myself. And that's how ETM or energetic time management was born. And for a limited time, I'm going to be giving it away. Yep, you heard me correctly. I'm giving the actual skill and the step-by-step away to you. My, it's my ETM habit challenge. So head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash E-T-M and use promo code podcast to get free access for a limited time. Have you ever found yourself making the doctor's appointments and the therapy appointments and reading the books for your kids, but you still feel lost and afraid and maybe even disempowered when it comes to seeing and understanding your children's behavior? Are you concerned about their anxiety, their confidence, their ability to step into adulthood, knowing how to emotionally regulate and become independent, confident adults? guess what? I have something for you. This summer, I am starting a program called the Summer of Connection. And this is where parents not only learn how to manage their own big emotions so that they can deepen their connection with their children from a relationship standpoint, but you are also going to learn how to help your children cope with their big emotions, anger, anxiety, and overwhelm. There's things happening deeper underneath, and I have had more questions in my DMs from parents asking me about their children's emotional behavior than I've ever had in the last decade of my career. If you're interested in joining us for the Summer of Connection to help you help your children, head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash summer and fill out the application. As a former social worker and a mother of three, I understand the overwhelm and also the determination to help our children thrive. I look forward to reading your application. That's Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash summer. Today, I'm talking about breaking patterns. And I'm going to give you some tangible strategies to overcome self-sabotage. This is often a very requested topic or question that I receive uh, from my clients and also from podcast listeners. So I would love your feedback. I would love your aha moments or takeaways from today's episode. And I'm going to be doing more um, podcast listener involvement and community involvement. So I would love for you, some of you have taken advantage already. Um, and we've been engaging in conversation, but I want you to head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash chat, C-H-A-T. You can send me a video. You can send me an audio. You can send me an email, um, keep it short and sweet. And yeah, I want to know what is your biggest takeaway from today's episode? I'm also giving away um, 
books and products and things that I use to people who send me messages. So not everybody, but I will be randomly picking picking people about once a month um, and reaching out. So you never know where that will take you just because you reached out and created a connection. So heatherchauvin.com forward slash chat. Last name spelled C-H-A-U-V-I-M. Okay. So breaking patterns, strategies for overcoming self-sabotage. So self-sabotage, there's a many reasons why we do it. And I'm not going to get into the brain science of why we sabotage, but in general, the reason why we sabotage, meaning like we say we want something, but we don't actually go towards that thing. We start going towards other things or the lack of that thing, um, is at the end of the day, because our brain is designed to keep us safe. And there's a reason why a lot of us feel safe in chaos or feel safe in lack, right? In debt or lack of energy, lack of time, lack of energy is because the reason why we feel safe over there is because that's our comfort zone. So if you come from the a family or it just depends, it could be your childhood, it could be your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and so on, 50s, 60s, it doesn't matter. But the whole point is if you have developed a habit of being overwhelmed, your brain now thinks overwhelm is the comfort zone. If you have developed a habit of your brain believing that a dysregulated nervous system, like always living in a state of survival or fight or flight, is normal, right, that you developed a habit of it, then your brain tries to keep you safe by keeping you in that state chronically. So I see this a lot with my clients, especially the ones who use time as their excuse or time as their burden. They will say, I don't have enough time. And because they keep saying, I don't have enough time, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy of you will purposely run out of time to keep yourself safe. So you will overstuff your calendar because that is your actual comfort zone, because you have taught your brain through habits and action or lack of action that I am busy, I am safe, okay? Or the opposite, I am not busy and that is safe. So just remember the emotional state that you are in most of the time is your actual comfort zone. And you have gotten there through habits, mental habits, physical habits, emotional habits. And when I say physical habits, I mean physically taking action to do something. And that is the compound effect. And then those habits become our personality. And then our personality creates our personal reality. And then the personal reality that you create, you may sit there one day and go, holy shit, I don't like my life, but you have no idea how you got there. But the truth is you got there through habits. You got there through mental habits and emotional habits and physical habits. So how do we begin to recognize the signs of self-sabotage? So there's three things that I wrote down. You prolong decisions. So prolonging a decision is actually a habit. 
If you are the type of person that takes a really long time to make a decision, and I don't mean, I mean, people are going to do personality tests. They're going to come for me. They're going to be like, well, my human design says to wait. Like I prolong certain decisions as well until they feel right, but I make the decision. It's usually like a month or two, but I make the actual decision. I don't prolong it for years and years and years. So what I mean by that is you actually just refuse to make a decision. These are signs of self-sabotage. You refuse to make a decision in fear of failure or fear of something else. Like you're like, I just actually am not going to go there because if I go there, then I actually have to feel my feelings of what I'm trying to avoid. Number two, you self-abandon to please. This is another sign of self-sabotage. So a lot of people don't understand what self-abandonment is. And I talk a lot um, in on the podcast, in my book, Dying to Be a Good Mother, in my coaching, doesn't matter if it's parenting or you're trying to make more money or you're trying to improve your health or you're trying to improve a relationship. We self-abandon all the time. I even see people do this in work, in their teams, where you shrink yourself to please other people. So self-abandonment, example. Oh God, there's a million examples that I could give you, but you are in the middle of a project, your head is down, you have headphones on, and you get a call from somebody who's like 911, like crisis, crisis, crisis. If you are the strong type who likes to rescue people, you are going to abandon your project, like if you were, even if you were focused on it for 30 more minutes to then go rescue that other person from their emotions, because they felt like they were having a crisis when in reality, they weren't, they were having the natural consequence of their lack of action. So we abandon ourselves. We abandon our needs. We abandon our desires to please other people or we manipulate our energy, calm our energy down, right? We're contorting ourselves to please other people because we don't want to make them emotionally uncomfortable. And I see a lot of women doing this in their partnerships as well, especially in their homes. I can't do that because then I'll make that person angry, but it's not your responsibility to manage somebody else's anger. So self-abandoning to please other people is a form of is a sign that you are starting to self-sabotage. The third one I wrote down is curious versus invested. So this is why my coaching, my specific coaching is not cheap. And I don't mean affordable or accessible. I don't specifically work with people who are just curious about the work that I do. If you're curious about the work that I do, you are going to invest in the podcast. You might invest in the book, but you are definitely not going to invest in a full-blown coaching program because if you are not actually invested, like time and energy invested, I'm not just talking about money, time and energy invested, you will not see results. So I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about an area of your life where you feel like you are self-sabotaging. It could be food. It could be your body. It could be your mental health. It could be a relationship. It could be a dream, a goal, a desire that you have. And I want you to ask yourself, am I just curious about getting these results? 
Like, am I just like kind of circling around the parking lot or am I invested? Like, am I actually running towards what I want? And when you're being radically honest with yourself, I guarantee you, if you are not seeing results, you are giving yourself a back door somehow. You are curious. You are not a hundred percent invested. And I don't mean like you need to be a hundred percent all in all day, every day. Like there's many times where I'm just like, I'm opting out. Like I'm out. I can't handle this. I'm out. And the reality is the reason why like I'm, I'm all in, I'm invested, but I'm not all in a hundred percent of my day, like 24 hours a day because I'm human. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to chill. Like I don't need to be on all the time. But when I am doing something, I'm intentional about it. And the action that I'm taking is to actually get the result. I'm not just curious about getting the results. I'm invested in them. And also when I find myself in a more curious energy, like, come on, Heather, you're just, you know, you're doing the reps, but you're not like challenging yourself. Um, I observe that in myself and I just say, oh, like there's a sign of self-sabotage. I'm curious and I wonder what's going on there, Um, which brings me to the next point. So strategies for breaking patterns. A lot of people ask me like, what are quick tips or strategies? Every time I'm on a podcast interview, one sec. Every time I'm on a podcast interview, someone asks me like, what are your tips? What are your strategies? Which is so triggering. But a strategy for breaking these self-sabotage behaviors is act when you don't want to. Like, it seems so freaking simple. And I remember um, Mel Robbins talking about this. And so Mel Robbins, um, she's the author of The Five Second Rule. I know she has a few other books as well. I think the the, um, latest that she had was like The High Five or something like that. And the five second rule was like, she, she mentally was counting down from five and then she just took action. And she, in her book, she went into like the science behind the five second rule and why, how we need to give ourselves like five seconds, make a decision and move on with our lives. Um, but I see her on Instagram talk openly a lot about how she doesn't want to do half the shit that she does, but she does it anyways. And it's like, do the thing you don't want to do. So I help people to dream. I help people to vision, to create a vision. I help people to live in alignment with how they want to feel, whether it's in their personal or professional lives. And I always say, how do you want to feel? And so once you get to that point and you create your 10 minute habits, and if you don't know how to create a 10 minute habit, you can check that out at Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash E-T-M, E-T-M. And once you create your 10 minute habits, you know what action you need to take. So I tell people, create your 10 minute habits and then that are in alignment with how you want to feel, right? You're reverse engineering that. And then what you're going to do is you are going to act on those habits. So I tell people all the time, I share the story openly. I had some severe severe blocks around writing emails. This was before I wrote my book and I still have weird blocks around these emails, but I had like severe, severe, like paralyzing fear around writing. And I know it probably goes back to my childhood and education and all of that fun stuff. 
to the point where I would forget a period or something. And people would be like, Hey, I, I saw one spelling mistake in your email. And I would just go into fight or flight and shame spiral. Like I would be so embarrassed. Meanwhile, now I'm like, okay, thank you. Like no big deal. And I can catch it in other people's stuff because I put in the reps. Like I put in the time to actually <laughs> practice a skill that I didn't want to practice, but I had to lean into that. So Example, I remember I used to give myself a habit of write an email. Like you have 10 minutes, write this damn email. And so I would write the email, but then my body would get incredibly tired, like chronically fatigued. And so I would sit there. I would feel what I don't want to feel, which was the fatigue. I would write the email and then I would hit send. And the second I hit send... my energy would come back. So this is when I tell people act when you don't want to, you don't have to run a freaking marathon, but you would need to break your habit down the action that is required of you into 10 minute increments. So once you know how you want to feel, once you know your desires, once you know your goals and you start to reverse engineer them, And then you have that specific action and you're sitting there staring at the action and you're like, I do not want to take this action, right? Put a 10 minute timer on, do the task for 10 minutes, act when you don't want to. That is literally the only strategy that I'm going to give you for breaking these patterns of self-sabotage. And then do that again, 1 million times. That's your strategy. The last thing I quickly want to talk about is cultivating self-belief. So a lot of people will say to me, great, you taught me how to break these patterns. You taught me how to recognize the signs of self-sabotage. But how do I start to believe in myself? I think self-belief and confidence and grit, perseverance, resilience, all these you know, trendy words, they only come with practice. Self-trust. Self-trust, confidence, grit, all these feelings, all self-belief comes from practice. That is it. You can't sit there and wait until the day you start believing in yourself. The physical action that you take is your vote towards believing in yourself. I remember one time I had this mentor. It was like early on in my day. She was my actual first mentor, like first coach. And I had this vision of like this desire, this dream of not even doing what I'm doing now, but helping other people. I had no idea what the hell it was going to look like. And I remember like being on the phone with her or sending her a message. And she's like, you can a hundred percent do this. And just her saying that, I was like, oh my God, she believes in me. Like she triggered inside of me how much lack of self-belief I had in myself. Like I was taking action because I knew I didn't want a regular job. And I just thought that that was death. So I was taking action towards something bigger, but I didn't have the self-belief yet. And I didn't even know if I was going to succeed or not. But the fact that she could like, mirror back to me, like you can totally do this. 
I realized that self-belief comes when you have stacked up enough evidence that you will not give up on your dreams or you will not give up on how you want to feel. And I can say on the other side, if someone's like, you really believe in yourself. It's not that I believe in myself. It's that I have proven to myself time and time again, through the uncomfortable action that I've taken, that I am capable of achieving what I actually might not believe is possible. So what I am certain of is that I won't quit or that I won't give up. That is what I'm certain of. So I take that certainty because I have evidence of not fully giving up in the past. And that is what forms self-belief. That is what forms confidence. That is what forms grit. So if you are someone who has a hard time cultivating self-belief, the secret is consistency. Because when you consistently show up, you are literally voting. This is what James Clear would say from Atomic Habits. You are literally voting for the type of person that you want to become. And then the last thing is self-compassion. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Um, I have no idea where I said it, and it may have been on Instagram. But every time I sign up for something like a race or I sign up to do something like accomplish a goal or just to challenge myself, the amount of garbage that comes up in my head is disgusting. It's like I cleaned a room, okay? And it looks perfect. I'm like, yes, I made it. Like, I'm comfortable. I'm like, yeah, this room is so perfect. And then toddlers enter the room and they open all of the cupboards and just pull out next level shit. And then just, it's like a freaking tornado goes through the room and I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck? So I did not coin this, but you may have heard me say this new level, new devil. And when you hit a certain level in your life, personally or professionally, you think, okay, I made it. I got there. You will unlock the next level. You will be so annoyed with yourself. You're like, okay, it's time to grow again. New level, new devil. The self-compassion that is required, your shame, your fear, your guilt will constantly be triggered. I said this to a friend the other day when she was like, how do you just take action? Or she was talking about someone else. She's like, that person is just fearless. And I said, nobody is fearless. I feel fear every single day. I feel shame. I feel ashamed. I feel shame and I feel guilt every single day. But I never expect to get rid of those emotions. I just don't allow them to dictate my action. So how do we break patterns of self-sabotage? Three things that I talked about on recognizing the signs. One simple strategy for breaking those patterns. And then how we start to cultivate self-belief. I want to hear from you. Head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash chat, C-H-A-T. I want to hear your takeaway. 
And also we are opening the next round for um, our mastery and our mastery business coaching program. So if you're looking for personal support, which may be parenting related, or you just want to realign with your emotional intelligence, or you want to challenge yourself in a career setting or in a professional setting, meaning you might be a business owner um, and you might want to take your business to the next level. We are opening the round for the next cohort. So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash chat. Send me the word coaching and you and I will engage in a conversation. Um, And if it's a good fit, we'll get you on the phone. And if not, I'll point you in the right direction. You are the only one that can change how you want to feel. Manage your energy, not your time, and watch your life change. This is the energetic time management habit challenge. And what I have done is I've taken my ETM model that you may have heard me talk about over and over again inside of my podcast or my book. And this is where I take the concept and I show you the step-by-step strategy required to create 10-minute habits in alignment with how you want to feel. So this challenge breaks down the theory. I give you the step-by-step. There's a workbook and also 10 minutes or less little audios. So you can do this while you're walking. You can do this while you're driving. I mean, it's super simple for you. So if you want to start today, I want you to head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash E-T-M. This is a great place to start if you are a woman who has bills to pay and children to feed, but you still want to feel alive, energized, and fulfilled while you're doing it. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash E-T-M. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life.
I also, on the inside, show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E, quiz. 